Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one material page of Talmud each day. Material, I say, because today's page, Sutta 43, is about, well, it's about stuff. Have a listen. These are the men who do not even move from their places because they do not even report to the camp. One who built a house and dedicated it within the year. One who planted a vineyard and used its fruit for less than a year. One who marries his betrothed. And one who marries his Yevama, his brother's widow, who must enter into a levirate marriage or perform chalitza. As it is stated, when a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out with the army. He shall be free for his house one year and shall cheer his wife whom he has taken. To Deuteronomy 24.5. The Mishnah interprets the verse as follows, For his house, this means his house that he built, he shall be, this term includes his vineyard, and shall cheer his wife, this is his wife, whom he has taken. This phrase comes to include his Yevama, who is considered his wife with respect to this halacha, although he has not yet married her. Those who are exempt for these reasons do not even provide water and food to the soldiers, and they do not repair the roads. So here's the deal. The Talmud is telling us about a situation in which a war is upon us. And as we head out to war, the Torah teaches us the following folks are exempt from battle. Anyone who had just built a house, say, or planted a vineyard, or had just gotten married. Because it would be terrible, unbearable, really, to think of some poor dude who finally finished building the split-level ranch house of his dreams, but then was killed in combat before he could even enjoy his new home. Or a guy who toiled in the sun to plant this amazing orchard and before he could even bite into a single orange was felled by war. Or a man who stood under the chuppah filled with joy and hope and plans for the future only to have all of the above extinguished by violence. You hardly need to be a Hasidic master to see the beauty and the humanity in this commandment. But today's page of Talmud helps us dig even deeper. A newly married man, we learn, shall cheer his wife. Because life isn't just about accomplishing goals or benefiting from your work or receiving just reward for your efforts. It's not this kind of bookkeeping. It's about cheer. It's about joy. It's about making the best of every precious moment we have here with each other on this planet. Which, if you think about it, is a pretty radical thought. Think of religion, and the first thing that usually comes to mind is some otherworldly vision. Why do we follow these rules? Why do we sacrifice? Why do we accept all these strictures? Well, we do so because we hope and pray that someday we will get to experience some profound redemption, right? Some call it heaven. Some call it the world to come. And Judaism is certainly interested in all of those. But it is also interested in this world right here and here on earth. It's not just about lofty emotions and profound beliefs and spiritual yearnings. Those are all great things. But it's also about a nice house and a beautiful vineyard and a marriage that makes you happy. Because stuff, too, can be sacred. That necklace we buy for ourselves because we've had a terrible week and we need something to cheer us up. Or the jacket we don't really need or can't really afford but indulge ourselves in anyway, because it just gives us, you know, just a little bit of comfort. Or that quick retreat to the spa. Those aren't just luxuries. Sometimes they're necessities, because we're human beings, carbon-based life forms. And while ideas and beliefs excite us, so do things. Sadly, many of us 
are really quick to dismiss the sentiment as crass or shallow or overly commercialized. We tell ourselves, and whoever would listen, that the key to happiness is learning to do with less, learning to realize you don't need material possessions to be happy. Sure, that's true. But today, the Talmud begs to differ. Our joy doesn't always come from heavenly, disembodied corners. It also comes from simple stuff, or simply from stuff. So go ahead and ditch that guilt next time you're browsing Amazon. Life was meant to be cherished not only for the big, overwhelming stuff, but also for the very material pleasures that give our bodies comfort and our minds a moment's thrill. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go ahead and make myself a martini in that fancy glass shaker I spent $100 on at Williams-Sonoma. I'm going to sit in the chair I bought on sale from ABC Warehouse and still paid too much. I'm going to read one of the books I keep on buying and letting pile by the wall until, eh, until I get to them. And I'm going to take seriously today's Talmudic teaching. Stuff matters, so enjoy it. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnik, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at take one at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at take one dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.